Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday morning to you both. Good morning, Andy. Good, good morning. <laughs> I so I, it's like uh, you know, fresh faces. This is a great way to start the day uh, with you two. I have Kyle Olson here from Marvel Movie Minute. Hello, that's me. And I have Hello. Ray Delancey, or Ray Delancey Pants, as some people call him. <laughs> <laughs> 
from uh, a number of our shows. He's helping with the Trailer Rewind show, producing that, and he's getting ready to kick off his, his own show soon, right? Yep, -er. We'll talk more about yeah. that soon. Very exciting. Very exciting. Ooh, good tease. Well, it is, uh, I feel like we just need to jump into this. I mean, I was going to say, how are your movie lives? Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, we, we happen to be recording <laughs> this, and it is just a flood of information just being shoveled at us right now. Um, news story after news yeah. story, and I feel like we just need to start somewhere. So... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so no matter what, we're probably going to miss something. We big. are. We <laughs> are. Just by Before time. Before we but. begin this uh, this flood of news, uh, is there anything that we need to talk about news wise that doesn't relate to Disney Plus and all of the news coming out of their investor meeting? I feel like there's. I say you want to. Do you want to touch on HBO Max? HBO that seems Max. To be the, yeah. What was on everyone's mind? That seems today. to be the big one. Yeah, we've uh, HBO Max, of course, uh, released. I think this was news last week that they were they had their whole slate of uh, Mar of Warner Brothers films being released um, through 2021. I think it's about 14 films, something like that, that they're releasing. I may have that number wrong, but everything will be day and date, and they'll HBO Max will be playing them for uh, I think 30 days before. Um, before anyone else gets a chance to do anything with them. And then all the backlash started. I I don't know who started it. I know Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan was one of the first. Pretty heavy there. Yeah. But then we had the producers um, over at, uh, is it Dune or uh, Legendary? Yeah. Uh, they were yeah. Uh, behind Dune or a lot of the money behind Dune and Godzilla versus King Kong. They're now talking about suing Warner Brothers. What is going on, you two? And then there's like hearsay that Patty Jenkins <laughs> and Gal Gadot were paid to say, oh, this HBO Max streaming thing is good stuff. <laughs> well, I think when we get into the Disney news, I think there's probably there's now some uh, some anecdotal evidence that that's that she's unhappy with Patty her or situation. Gal. So we'll get into that too, Patty. Yeah, it's a tricky time, and it's really it's more tricky because nobody's contracts had all of this. Put in in place because right. nobody was expecting a pandemic, and who all would? these actors, directors, creative people who get back end points on these projects for when they make a lot of money at the box office, they're not getting that sort of uh, reciprocation from the streaming, and so it ends up hurting a lot of people's pocketbooks uh, now. I'm sure they're already making plenty of money, but still, it's one of those things where this whole streaming deal that they're making to keep things going, it's it is affecting a lot of people. Right. It is a little difficult to feel a lot of sympathy for them. Though. <laughs> it's, it's because, you know, as much as this is corporate maneuvering and back and forth and all this stuff, what do they expect to happen? I mean, are they seeing the numbers? Are they they're living in the same world as us? They're also still not going on talk shows because they can't because of what's happening. I don't see how they think things are going to just radically change in the next right. couple of months. Uh, even I even think Disney is being a little closed off uh, in terms of their for the, I think Warba is the only one who seems to have looked at the situation and decided to take action, and it's an action that benefits right. us, the consumer. Yeah, I think Universal is still actively just trying to push things into theaters, hoping they'll say, hey, $4 million this weekend, yay! Because <laughs> I know uh, The Croods yeah. 2 was out, I know they pushed Freaky, you know, there are a couple of movies that are, you know, they're trying to get out there to kind of slug along a little bit, but they're just like, no, but nothing, nobody's going, nobody's making any money. Or, or do you guys it's, have any theaters open in your area? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, theaters are open. I mean, we, we're in Arizona. You know, it's a bunch of 
Yeah. See, they're closed in <laughs> yeah, my exactly. area. Like, they're like, pandemic? What pandemic? <laughs> like, you can't make me stop going to the movie theater. Yeah. We, yeah that's ours are all closed still. Here. You know? Yeah. No. Oh, really? Not here. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I, if, if it makes you wonder how much longer. You know, like our, our local chain is Harkins, uh, which is a fantastic movie theater. I feel really bad for them, but at the same time, right. I'm not going to go. Like just and it, and it has nothing to do with them. I mean, I see the the lists they do, and I, and I know that Ray, you've actually have gone to the movie theater since this, but I have not, and I don't have any plan to. And they can send me as many gift certificates and uh, lists of all the stuff they're doing, and I know that they're working their hardest to do it. But it's not them that I'm worried about yeah. when I go. I'm not worried about picking something up from a from a dirty armrest. Yeah. It's from a dirty patron who's sitting way too close to me. That's what makes me nervous. And there's nothing they can really do about it. I know. I, I went to see Tenet. I did see that. And, I mean, there mm. were, like, okay. 20 people total in the whole theater. So mm. I felt pretty safe. Like, nobody sat close to each other. Everyone was really far apart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody, from what I could tell, had their masks on the whole time, except for there were some people who were eating. Um, but I so I felt relatively safe there. And then I've I've talked to some other people, you know, they're showing a lot of older movies right now. And I've talked to some yeah. people who like took their kids to see The Wizard of Oz or Star Wars and they, they were the only ones in the theater. Yeah. And so I'm like, I honestly feel like it's probably a safer time to go to the movies right now because so few people are actually going to the movies. But still, it's that risk. And I will say that's one benefit of being able to buy tickets, you know, pick your seats early now because you can actually see, mm-hmm. is this, do I want to go to this one? And, you know, as long as you're looking right before and there's nobody there, then you're probably okay. But still, it's it still is a risk no matter how you slice it because you don't know who was there right before you. They could have been sitting in the chair you happened to pick. They could have sneezed and you could get COVID. Yeah. So it's it's still a risk factor. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with all of this. I know now there's all this story about how a lot of this fighting is really because of AT&T and because uh, Warner Brothers mm-hmm. belongs to Warner Media, which is part of AT&T, which is, you know, you know this whole corporate uh, incestual thing, the way that corporations <laughs> kind of just keep taking over. And, and it's just like they're all like planet eaters. Right. And that's what they've all become, basically. And uh, so I, I think that AT&T is, as a corporation, they just want the money and they're probably fine if movie theaters go as long as there's a way to get money out of it. And that's, I think, the danger for a lot of this. And so, I, I don't know, it's it's a hard situation to be in for everybody. I don't know if what Warner Brothers is doing uh, is the right way. I don't know if the other studios are doing it the right way and just kind of holding off. I guess I guess we'll just see and hope that, you know, when a vaccine starts coming out that will all be okay i also think it's it's interesting that the the one filmmaker who has spoken up the most is christopher nolan a man who was so determined to get his the movie into theaters during the worst possible time uh, and now comes out and says that hbo max is the worst streaming service that's just spoken from a man who's never used amazon prime video <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, now that Quibi is gone, uh, <laughs> I, I think in. that Amazon Prime Video has probably uh, <laughs> taken this position of the worst video streaming service out there that you have to pay for, that is. There's some free ones, I think, that could use some issues. But, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's, 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 a little bit, it's a little bit okay, Boomer. Like, <laughs> all right, Chris. Like, your movie's out. Like, it's coming out on a video. Like, you're, you're going you're gonna to be fine. But at the same time, 
I understand what the 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 theatricals. Were. I remember Spielberg was big on this for a long time too. When the streaming stuff started, was like, how dare any of these films not go into theaters because theaters are a church and you need to worship there. Exactly. It's like okay, but some people don't have that option. So how about a choice? And which is what I like about the HBO Max thing. It's a choice. They're giving you the option. If you want to go to the theaters, great. Go to the theaters. If you don't feel safe going to the theaters, watch it at home. And if you're an AT&T subscriber, watch it at home for free. Because, yeah. like, I was talking about this with Rob. He gets his HBO Max for free because he's an AT&T customer. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... it. I don't know. No matter how you slice it, it's 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 just tricky. And I think, I mean, I, I know other directors have said things. I know. I think Ed, uh, Edgar Wright said something about it, but not quite as direct. It was just more pining for the days, you know, when it, you know, we could have All those right. theaters and that, that experience that you get in the theater, which absolutely is yeah. um, a magical thing. And so it's I, I I can't wait to go back to the full movie theaters and watch movies with a big crowd. I'm just looking forward to the day. You know, it will happen at yeah. some point. We're right just on. not quite there. But at this point, um, maybe Black Widow, yeah, maybe Black Widow. I Fingers guess we'll crossed. see. I maybe guess we'll bang. see. Uh, we'll see how fast they can give vaccines to. I don't know what the planet's at. Seven billion now. <laughs> Seven billion yeah. people. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit of time. So put it in the water supply. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. Uh, what else? What other news do we have? I, I feel like that might be it. Other than Disney, is there something what about, else? Uh, oh, what about uh, Sony? Technically, Spider Man Three uh, has had a lot of news. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little bit le- leery of this. That these official and confirmed, and yet. Sony is not the one confirming, Marvel's not the one confirming, and the actors aren't the one confirming. I guess kind of until I hear from any of those people, I kind of just go, yeah, all right, sure. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, the amount of, the vast amount of people that are supposed to be in this movie, I kind of go, all right, well, you know, we'll see. It's very tricky. It's, it's you know, I because these are things that people have been very excited about for a while, ever since they heard that Jamie Foxx was, uh, was going to be in the Spider-Man 3 um, returning, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and they're going to bring all the Spider-Man back, and we'll have all the Spider-Man, because now we've got the uh, the Spider-Verse and, you know, all the sort of stuff. Now they're talking about Charlie Cox popping in as Daredevil, and uh, uh, Alfred Molina popping in as Doctor Octopus. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. It's, it's crazy, and I, I love all Jared Leto as Morbius. Oh, interesting. I hadn't why heard not? that. Hey, yeah, like, throw him no, in. No, sure. Why not? I mean, I'm sure. At like, this let's, point, let's just throw all the other names in there. Yeah. I was thinking. I, I, I thought the two funniest things I saw was somebody posted. You know, there's this meme now with a. Uh, um, uh, Willem Dafoe, and it's, you know, it's the line from Spider-Man. I'm a little bit of a scientist myself, or whatever he says it is. Oh, I'm a little bit of a, a you know, an actor looking for work myself, or <laughs> all those memes. And then, if, well, if, if we're gonna get a Sinister Six together, we're gonna need a Goblin. Well, then somebody was uh, posted something else about Paul Giamatti, and they're like, oh, he's gonna be returning too, except he'll be actually his character from Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. They just the the fight just goes by, and there he is, just sitting there drinking a glass of wine, like, some wine. Hey, uh, funny stuff. Well, we'll see. I'm curious to see how all of that ends up playing out. Um, yeah, should be interesting. I guess that brings us to all the Disney news, and I guess we can start with Spider Man since uh, we have. Word. Well, I don't want to get too far into the Marvel territory, um, 
Yeah. So well, let's hold off on the Marvel stuff, and we'll come back to. Yeah. Uh, I would. Um, uh, Rob and I, as as members of the Marvel Movie Minutes, uh, are planning on trying to uh, wait until all the news is out there and do our own little report. So uh, we can maybe we can steer away from that yep. stuff, and we'll get into it a little bit further because this show can only be so long. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for Marvel news, look for that. We're gonna put out a, a, a sort of a special a special report, like a hiatus episode before season three yeah. kicks off. Exactly, because there's a lot of new, new not a lot of yeah. new news. Yeah, so I, I say we probably should start with Star Wars. Oh, because holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> where to start? There's so much. So, so okay. So we'll start with Mandalorian. So Mandalorian obviously is we're in the middle of season two here. It's coming to end, I think, on the 18th. So we got like two more episodes. I think like oh look, cameo appearance by Grogu. Um, Grogu. <laughs> so, uh, so from the Mandalorian, so Mandalorian season three then is going to be coming out in that this time next year. So in 2021. So they said in fall 2021. They said around Christmas. So maybe they won't make that October November date. Uh, uh, and then from there, they have they said now they're going to spin off from the Mandalorian, Ahsoka. So Star Wars Ahsoka was announced with a logo and everything. And then Star yeah. Wars Rangers of the New Republic. Is that the correct name? It was so brand yes. new. So I assume this will be sort of like the the sort of the beat cops we've seen uh, in the this season of Mandalorian. <laughs> in the Mandalorian, that kind of story, like you know, basically like that kind of uh, a squad, like trying to uh, get a a a wild <laughs> outer rim sort of area under control after the the fall of the controlling force of the Empire. So yeah, those are considered actually official spinoffs of that show. So potentially that means they could cross over with each other. Uh-huh. And it's kind of an interesting new concept, too, because whenever those two rebels or rangers, I guess they are, <laughs> showed up in the Mandalorian <laughs> at first, like I didn't know what to make of it, but uh, it was kind of it was different. It was it was kind of neat. I can totally uh, see how that could be made into a fully fledged series in its own right. Yeah. I, and I think this is what they are now looking at doing. And I think. From the marketing perspective, it makes sense. Let's take all these properties and tie them all together in you mm-hmm. know in knots, as it were, because it works really well. Look at what um, the MCU has done, and now if we start doing with the, yes. this with all these TV properties, it almost creates built-in audiences for all these other shows. Anybody who's a fan of Mandalorian yeah. is now going to want to go watch Ahsoka because of all the tie-ins there and oh, Rangers definitely. of the New Republic, and it's just like it kind of keeps this thing going where they spread this net and you just can't help but watch the next thing. You know, it's incredible to me just how much Star Wars as a universe, as a property, has really spiderwebbed outward. You know what I mean? Because it used to be that Star Wars was three films and then it was six and that's all it was, just a couple of movies and then you had other franchises like maybe star trek that were much bigger because you had like 12 13 movies and five or six different series now there's more than that but and there was just so much going on there and star wars by comparison seemed so small and now you know we've got three trilogies we've got the mandalorian we've got clone wars we've got rebels and it's just astounding how much material there is there 
And I think the Mandalorian is is proof of how they can take something seemingly small within that universe and make something terrific out of it. Well, and you haven't even brought up the fact that Kenobi is happening with uh, Ewan mm-hmm. McGregor and Hayden yes. Christensen returning to play Darth Vader. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because if you get Hayden Christensen, you don't just put him in the armor, right? So is it going to be a lot of scenes of him in the pod? I don't know. Yeah, it's really like intriguing. Coming off with the rebreather, you know? Right, right. Or, or is he going to do what? What uh, where's Kenobi? Is he going to do what? Uh, what Pedro Pascal's doing for Mandalorian and go full helmet yeah. the whole time? That's a good question. Yeah, I'm really curious. And then Patty Jenkins is directing also, a new Star Wars movie, Rogue Squadron, to come out. I mean, yeah. it's like three years away, but it's like crazy, like so all this stuff that they're pumping out right now. If you're a fan of Patty Jenkins, then check out her Twitter account because she posted a video announcing this where she talks about how her father was a fighter pilot, and she's always wanted to make a movie about fighter pilots. And then at the end, she says, and I found uh, to combine two of my loves, and then she puts on a Rogue Squadron helmet and walks over to an X-Wing. <laughs> That's how they announced it. <laughs> it was like, oh, nice. so that's so that that gets us back into the DCEU, because it seems to me that Patty Jenkins has left Wonder Woman behind because now going over to do a Star Wars movie. That means she's off the table for the next like three years. Interesting. So she will not be doing it. Like if, if there is a Wonder Woman three, and I don't know why there wouldn't be. Well, we'll it will not be directed by her unless there's a contractual thing where she, you know, she will be Could have be? a period off to do that. Who knows? But uh, so they're going to wait till like 2025 <laughs> to have another Wonder Woman movie. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if you, there's other. Warner Brothers properties that lock into the Justice League that they could do between sure. then and now. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 probably what will happen is they'll probably put it off for a little while. So, yeah, but I, th- I find it interesting that that she has sort of like then said, well, I, I did my two and then I'm done. Well, as you pointed like it, it out, seems that she's, it seems that she's walked away. She could be not too happy with Warner Brothers right now because of everything exactly. going on with the streaming. So <laughs> yeah. hard to say. But then again, it's like jumping in bed with Disney. It's like it's the same over there. It's so it's <laughs> I know, right? it's just uh, changing one corporate overlord for another. Right. I mean. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah, there's a, let me give you a list of names of people who have, uh, <laughs> have had, had wonderful creative experiences over at Disney. Uh, right. But speaking of Disney, I mean, a lot of other news not related to Star Wars. Uh, we have uh, some TV news, spinoffs of, mm-hmm. of movies like the Moana TV series, Tiana, Zootopia, Baymax. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a Cars and an Up TV spinoff. Um uh, yeah, it's just like the list yeah, is crazy. The live action movies continue. They're, they announced the cast for the the Little Mermaid live action movie. There's going to be a Robert Zemeckis is directing Tom Hanks in a Pinocchio live action movie. Uh, there's going to be I a Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie. Uh, <laughs> that's a live action uh, animation hybrid. So sort of like the it's sort of like the what we saw in Tom and Jerry, I guess, to be the most <laughs> recent example. But Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Let's do a better example uh, of combining the two. And Chip is played by John Mulaney and Dale is played by Andy Samberg. Crazy. So I wonder if they'll already on board. Chipmunk <laughs> eyes their voices. I wonder if they're going to do like like Alvin and the Chipmunks right. where they'll actually change it, or is it like, well, you've already got their, <laughs> you you pay big money for these people. Why would you change their? Or voices? is it one but of those things where like when you zoom into like the 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 Chipmunk world, they hear their oh, normal right. voices, but then when you zoom out to like human world, then it's the squeaky squeakity squeak. Yeah. Well, if you look at the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, they got. Um, 
decent size actors, decent size. <laughs> yeah. 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 Justin Long, big, I think, was guys. one of them. Yeah, and so like it's not like, and they altered their voices for that. So I don't think that's necessarily something they're afraid to do. Yeah, yeah, it, it really depends on the actors. So we shall see. One of the things I'm most curious about is this. I, I don't even know what to make of this. It's a Nigeria set sci-fi animated series called Iwaju that will be on mm. Disney Plus. That is. Um, it's going to premiere in 2022. It's a collaboration between Disney Animation and Pan-African Entertainment Company Kugali. Uh, so I don't know anything about them, but uh, just the whole idea of that sounds really intriguing. So uh, that's another, that's a whole new thing that they're doing, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah. A uh, bunch of sequels. So we have Disenchanted, which is Enchanted 2, essentially, uh, starring Amy Adams. We have Hocus mm. Pocus 2. Oh dear! And, uh, is that, is that they official? official. The they they announced it today. It is official coming to the and Sister Act three with Tyler Perry. <laughs> I kid okay. you not. Wow. I, I, like the, it's, it, the amount of news coming out right now is amazing. Now a lot of, now they're they're talking about the next two years. So a lot of yeah, things yeah. that we're talking about today will probably not be out until 2022 or 2023. A lot of the animated stuff, especially because you know, animation takes a long time. Yeah, still, that's a lot. That's a lot. And then this crazy thing: Chris Evans is going to voice Buzz Lightyear in a Pixar origin story feature. Now, is that that's interesting? I assume it's an origin story about the character Buzz Lightyear, not the toy. <laughs> yes, that, or, I, I think yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they're, what are they going to just watch him getting assembled in a in a factory overseas? <laughs> yeah how very, did he get in that box very, who was the kid that gave it to him at the party very dull film oh so funny <laughs> well yeah the the i mean the news just keeps flowing it has been a, a busy 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 time for all this disney news as their investor meeting just keeps spilling it out for us any other last things? Or I feel like we've kind of hit the big ones that don't relate to Marvel. Yeah, um, I guess the, my, the last one would be that there's going to be another Indiana Jones. They officially announced Indiana Jones 5. Uh, and they and at the conclusion of our news, it is supposed to be the conclusion of Indiana Jones's story as well. So they say this will be the last one. With Harrison Ford. With Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Frank Marshall well, has the said. that's news, right? That, that, yeah, yeah, Frank Marshall has said there is only one Indiana Jones and it's Harrison Ford. Right. And you know who doesn't have the power to say that? Frank Marshall. Because <laughs> at any point, the CEO of Disney could just be like, no, there's another one. Yeah. And it's Chris Pratt or whoever it's going to be. Exactly. Although Harrison Wait Ford. A years yeah, and, yeah. Harrison Ford. You know, actually, no. Even if he says anything, people aren't going to be able to do much about it because he just, unfortunately, he's just kind of the cranky old man now that no matter what, it'll all just, yeah. Uh, oh, there goes cranky Harrison again. Right. <laughs> and I, obviously they tried, I think, in the in the last one. I'm told there's a fourth Indiana Jones film, but I, I don't see that on my on my list. I, I, <laughs> uh, but they tried to actually, you know, introduce the son of Indiana Jones, and that did not go over well with anyone. That was, uh, you know, we talked about that. That was one of our, uh, mm. our, in fact, our very first series on this show was the Indiana Jones wow. films. And uh, yeah. 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 It's a tough one. It is a tough one. <laughs> pour one out for the poor Daniel <laughs> franchise. Right. And the last film, which will not be directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, right, yeah. 
You mean you don't crave CGI monkeys? Uh, it's the ants. The ants. Really the, <laughs> the ants. Driving off cliffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Adding in the Johnny Weissmuller Tarzan yell. Just, oh. Yeah. What, uh, well, let's, let's move on and let's talk about yes. trailers. Now, I had dropped my trailer in first. So I was like, you know what? I got my trailer and I get to go first. And then a red band is released and Kyle, without even knowing there's a red band rule, no. picks I'd say, I, the I, red I waited band until like the very last minute to pick mine and dropped it in there and they're like, oh, you won. I was like, oh, I did what? Yeah, like, I, I thought I would get in trouble because I had I waited so long and you guys had to scramble to watch my trailer before we started recording. Because I watched a lot of trailers because a right. lot of trailers just came out recently and for a lot of really bad movies. <laughs> I mean, I, I I went through a whole list. I'm like, oh, I want to find one I can actually talk about for a little bit. So I actually I had one that I was uh, going to talk about, and then I did some research into it and found out that uh, one of the people who was behind it was a person who had justly deserved his Me Too punishment, and I did not want to give any airtime to that. Mm. So we move on to uh, one I found uh, just recently. I dropped, I think, today, uh, and it's uh, from the... Creators of John Wick, essentially. So it asks the question, what if John Wick, instead of getting a dog, got a family instead? Mm. And it's a trailer for, called Nobody. Uh, so I'm not sure about this. So I didn't put it up there because I'm super excited and, I, and I, I can't wait to see it. I really wanted to see what your guys' reaction was, too, because I watched it and kind of went, huh. <laughs> okay. Interesting, because I like Bob Odenkirk a lot. Actually, don't find yeah. him funny. I find him a magnificent dramatic actor. <laughs> so it's interesting how like you we have like, you know, Robin Williams was a comedian and then became a dramatic actor and could go back and forth. Usually it doesn't work that well. Uh, I find Bob Odenkirk unconvincing as a comedian oh, <laughs> and really? really compelling as a dramatic actor. So, you know, so you weren't a fan of Mr. Show? I was not a fan of Mr. Shaw. No, um, I, I have seen it and I was not. a fan. Uh, so, I mean, but I, but on Breaking Bad and on Better Call Saul, he's magnificent. And every time he shows up in a dramatic role, I think he's he's great at it. Yeah. And this is a very big departure for him, like actually doing action stuff. And I'm I'm curious to see how it is, because <laughs> some of the action looks really good and some of it nah, not so much because not everybody can can do the stuff, no matter how much training you get and how, how much time you spend with your your fight coordinator. Uh, so I'm curious to see how this cuts together, because even the trailer takes a little bit of a turn where you think it's about you think it's going to be uh, unhinged or falling down. And then it turns out, oh, no, this is actually like a John Wick kind of story where he has a secret dark past that's now coming back. So what did you guys think? And directed by the by uh, Ilya Nyshuler, who directed uh, Hardcore Henry. Mm -hmm. They are the first person action. Right. Movie. And so that I mean, I was like, hmm, OK. I mean, the John Wick aspects uh, get me excited about it. The uh, the Ilya Nyshuler, I'm like, Meh, I'm not quite as excited. I, I really do. Uh, love Bob Odenkirk. I think he is great in dramatic stuff, and I, mm. I am a fan of Mr. Show. I like his comedy stuff too. But I think that he's just one of those people who does a lot of really interesting, um, a lot of work. I mean, he's directed, he's produced, he's written, he's acted, he's a comedian, he's like everything. And I really enjoy a lot of the stuff that he brings to the table. And I think it's exciting that he's doing this crazy action movie where he basically plays an accountant, or I can't remember what he was, but it was something for these Russian drug lords. Um, like they're, uh, like he kept their books. So basically, he's an accountant, right? 
And um, I, I don't know. I, I want it to be good. I hope it turns into something that actually um, surprises me and doesn't just you know disappoint, even though it's uh, a lot of the John Wick people are involved. You know, I, I was kind of hesitant whenever I saw that it was announced and I saw the trailer and I was kind of like, I don't really want to watch this, <laughs> but 30 seconds in, to be honest, I was sold. You know, I, I, it was particularly drawn in by the focus that it seems to have on the character's regret of not taking action yeah. mm-hmm. in that scenario where his house was invaded. And, I, uh, I I just think that that could make for a really compelling story, but it also looks like it could be a lot of fun too, and it looks like John Wick meets Taken, and yeah. oh, I don't care. Yeah, and and weirdly, Christopher Lloyd is in it. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd <laughs> plays his father. Yeah, <laughs> and and also the RZA is in this movie as well. Right, right. Well, when is this one coming out? What's the release plan? It's for coming it? out in February 2021. They say to theaters, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, huh, maybe. If not, maybe. Uh, who? Who is this? This is Universal. So Universal. Universal yeah. has been largely pushing theaters still. So uh, yeah, maybe. I guess we'll find out in a couple months what the plans are for the world. So, yeah. All right. I will uh, jump in next then since I had originally posted first. But, uh, you know, I found this trailer because like you, I was scrubbing through trailer after trailer trying to find something. And I had a few. I'm like, oh, this could be fun. This could be okay, And nothing really excited me. And then I stumbled across this one. and I'm like, huh, this looks kind of interesting. It's called Blythe Spirit. Uh, it is a, a comedy based on, and I wouldn't have, I don't think I ever was familiar with this, but Noel Coward wrote this play back in the 40s called Blythe Spirit. They made a film of it. It was a very, very popular play, and it just looks really, really funny. Uh, we have uh, Charles, who is, uh, he is struggling trying to uh, write his new book, and he is um, he can't come up with anything. And so he goes to see a show performed by this uh, this crazy uh, mystic played by Judy Dench, who seems pretty obviously <laughs> just total fake. But he hires her <laughs> to come over and do a seance at his house in the hopes that it will give him some ideas. Um, and, of course, it accidentally brings back his dead wife, <laughs> and, who is played by Leslie Mann. <laughs> and now he's got his dead wife, uh, who is trying to get him, trying to help him. His real or current wife, uh, played by Isla Fisher. Uh, Judy Dench is still hanging around. Dan Stevens plays Charles. It just looks like exactly what kind of this British comedy would kind of be. You know, this this kind of stuffy thing in in kind of the Down Abbey esque sorts of sets and everything. And and this writer who's just struggling trying to come up with ideas now being pestered by his dead wife, his real wife, and and trying to sort out plans with this woman to make his dead wife go away. It just looked hilarious. <laughs> the sort of film that I think could be a lot of fun. So what did you two? think of this one you know don't ask me why but the type of tongue-in-cheek humor that this trailer had kept reminding me of shakespeare and love Mm -hmm. okay okay and it had nothing to do with judy dench either (laughs) but um I'll, I'll, I will say this. I've never been impressed with Leslie Mann, but I think she looks really good in yeah. this movie. 
Yes, I could not agree with you more. That was actually my point as well. I feel like Leslie Mann has sort of been doing the same role over and over again for probably the last 10 years or more, and I'm kind of tired yeah. of it. And I see her in this and go, oh, <laughs> wow. Like, I, I feel, I, like Now I kind of feel like I'm an idiot. Like I didn't know you had another speed. And also, her accent is really good. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. It's all. I mean, because she's working with some like yeah, it's all Brits and her. Right. It was like a, an odd thing. I'm like, why? It's, it's it's a weird piece of casting. But when you see it on screen, it really really works. Yeah, I think I would have picked this trailer if you hadn't, because I had watched it too, and I and I had that lightness of spirit. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen anything like this in such a long time. Just right? a nice, fun upper, you know, running around. People being ridiculous and expensive clothes kind of movie. Exactly. Yeah. It looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Looks like um, this one just has been getting delayed over and over and over. It was scheduled to release back in May. Uh, and now it's kind of, oh. uh, I think, somewhere Christmas-ish, but uh, in some parts of the world. But it looks like on the Sky Cinema channels, which I don't know if that's only on planes, Sky Cinema. It sounds like it is, but that's January 15th. I think that's, an, I think uh, our friends in the UK yeah. can probably yes. uh, start that. But I think yeah. that Sky is one of their major net networks. It sounds like the the what you'd sell your movie to to play on airplanes, Sky Cinema. But anyway, <laughs> uh, January twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, to to as I as I do the quick thing. Uh, Sky is the British version of Comcast. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It looks like uh, it will be playing on that January 15th, 2021. IFC Films is going to be distributing it here in the States. I don't have a date, but uh, Blind Spirits, look for it. It should be a fun and light and charming film. And speaking of light and charming, Ray, tell us about your trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, light and charming. Well... As a big city news reporter, Holly Frost has hit it big. When an assignment takes her back to her small hometown of ornaments, she discovers that a childhood typographical error is about to force her to face her demons. Literally. The movie I've chosen is called Letters to Satan Claus, which is uh, a sci-fi release, and it looks downright hysterical because it looks to be... You know, a a carbon copy of your prototypical Lifetime or Hallmark (laughs) style Christmas movie at first. And then you, you get going and then all of a sudden there's like demons showing up in severed hands in Christmas boxes. And it turns out that she misspelled Santa as Satan as a child. And so all these... All these letters that she's thinking she's written to Santa have gone to Satan and Satan uh, is summoned and kidnaps the mayor or something and is going to kill her parents if she doesn't do something. So (laughs) this looks wild and crazy, could be really bad, could be really good. Either way, I'm sure it's going to be worth at least one watch. Uh, What did you guys think? The the whole concept of sci-fi, it's like, why did they take so long to do this sort of spoof on like the Hallmark yes. types of movies? That, that's exactly what it is. Does it look good? No, but neither do those. But I will definitely watch this before I watch any of those. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So sci-fi has an odd history for these kind of things. From the studio that brought you Sharknado. But it's interesting to see a movie made from, essentially, I think I saw this as a meme on Tumblr. Oh, really? Yeah. And they went, hey, we can make a movie of that. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, so fun. I it's a great idea that they're doing. Is it going to be a good movie? Very doubtful, but it the concept could be a fun one. Yeah, it could be it could be really fun. So I love that they're doing this. Uh, kudos to them for uh for for doing it and you know doing something really silly and it'll be fun uh even if it is forgettable. So if you're interested, uh, it looks like it's going to be released on December the 19th on Sci-Fi. I don't know if uh, Sci-Fi does business with Hulu at all or any other streaming services or if they're their own thing strictly. I couldn't tell you. Looks like Hulu, actually, now that I'm looking. I, I wanted to. I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I thought that they were affiliated with Hulu yeah. in some way, but I couldn't remember yeah, for sure. Seems like you're right. Say, well, now that Disney has full control, we'll see how long those deals last. Yeah, right, right. All right, gents, those are the trailers. I guess it's game time. Ooh. Ooh, We don't even know what's about to happen. Well, if you were listening a few weeks ago, I I popped in on an episode and actually threw a little game at the the three hosts that were there. And I thought, hey, let's do a little bit more of that. It's the collaboration game. And it's just the two of you playing now. It's not three. But we'll see how well you two know your pairings. Oh, boy. I'm saying not well. I listened to that show and went, oh, man, I'm so glad I wasn't a guest on that because I was playing along at home and I was doing terribly. It's, I know. It's hard. It's hard. Um, but it should be fun. It should be fun. We have uh, three rounds and a bonus round. And so we'll okay. just run through this and see how you do. So is this competitive? Is it, is it Ray it versus is. Kyle? I, uh, so, okay. so what we're going to do, uh, I'll throw it out to one of you. If you get it. And you can uh, name the, the name the movie if there is a collaboration or not. Um, then you'll get a point. If you can't, you'll, then your opponent can uh, try for the point. Round one will be worth one point. Round two will be two points. Round three will be three points. And uh, and then we'll see what happens with the bonus round. We'll see where we are by the time we get there. May so, the better man win, and I expect you will. So, the quick rules. There are no TV shows on here. It's mm. just feature films, but they can be animated Good. films. Just be aware. Oh. Okay. Uh, which, okay. Uh, which may make sense for this first one in particular. Who wants to kick us off? Ray does. <laughs> okay. Fine. Ray, first person. Uh, this round, round one, which haven't they worked with? Your person is Ming-Na Wen. Are you familiar with Ming-Na Wen, Ray? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a TV show she's been in. I am. <laughs> we can, we can okay. talk TV. She's been... The Mandalorian? She's in The Mandalorian, and she's also in... <laughs> oh. uh, what's the, the Marvel show? I'm totally... Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who was she in The Mandalorian? She, was, she is Fennec. She was just in the episode with, uh, with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're going to really have fun with this round. <laughs> Ming Na Wen. I'm sure. Okay. I'm going to give you five actors or actresses. In this in this case, it's just all actors who you have to pick which one she has not worked with. All right. Okay. Ming Na Wen. The five are Pat Morita, Jet Li, John C. Riley, Chris Evans, and Jackie Chan. I'm going to say Pat Morita. Pat Morita. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you'd be wrong. <laughs> Kyle, would you like to see if you can oh, boy. get a point for this one? <laughs> yeah. What, what are the remaining four? So uh, the other the remaining four are Jet Li, John C. Riley, Chris Evans, and Jackie Chan. 
I'm going to say Jackie Chan. You are correct. You are correct. She has not been in a movie with Jackie Chan. Can you name any of the movies she's been in with the other four? Pat Morita, Jet Li, John C. Riley, Chris Evans. Was Pat Morita in Joy Luck Club? That would be incorrect. Okay. Then I'm going to say no. I, I will give you the other I, I, I will give you both a, a big, big hint, because I also kind of gave you a hint when we started. Animated films are definitely going to be included. Yeah. Pat Morita played yeah. the emperor in Mulan. Jet Li played mm-hmm. the emperor in Mulan, <laughs> in the mm-hmm. live-action version. John C. Yeah. Riley, uh, she was in with Ralph Breaks the Internet, because she played Mulan in that film. Oh, yeah. I didn't put that together. <laughs> the first two I got, I remember the, those two, but I couldn't remember the John C. Riley. Yeah, it's a it's a small part, but you know they get all the princesses back in that scene in there. Right. And last but not least, Chris Evans. She was in the movie Push that he he did in two thousand nine. Yes. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> all right, Kyle, you're up for round two, and this is okay. you know considering there's a game named after him, I'd like to think this will be easy. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> mm, yeah. Kevin Bacon. The five uh, performers are Ming Na Wen. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, Donald Sutherland, Octavia Spencer, Michael Sheen. Ming Na Wen, Gwyneth Paltrow, Donald Sutherland, Octavia Spencer, and Michael Sheen. Let's say Gwyneth Paltrow. You are correct. Out of the gate. Now, can you get a bonus point by naming any of the movies from any of the other people? Oh boy, Kevin Bacon and Ming Na Wen. Any idea? Well, Kevin Bacon didn't do any voiceover, so it wouldn't be a Mulan thing it, again. It was not. It was not. <laughs> uh, Ray, I don't know. You might know this one as a horror film. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that. Friday the 13th. It was a 2016 film called The Darkness. Wow. Oh, The Darkness. Yes. Wow. How about Donald Sutherland? Kevin Bacon Animal and House. Donald Sutherland. Animal uh, House. JFK? Animal House. Both of you are correct. Those are the two films that they were in together. Animal Wait House and JFK. JFK. Kev- oh, yeah. yeah. Son of a gun. Yeah. I, right. I forgot about Kevin Bacon being in JFK. He... Yeah, when I played the Kevin Bacon game in college, man, JFK was one of my go-tos. I kept that in my pocket right? all the time. Absolutely. So many people are in that. Uh, Octavia Spencer, any ideas? They were in the movie Beauty Shop together. Okay. Oh, okay. Last but not least, Michael Sheen. Kevin Bacon and Michael Sheen. They were in the movie Frost Nixon. Yes, that's right. I just watched that. Uh, Yeah, you should have known that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Next up, Gwyneth Paltrow. Ray, uh, you're kicking us off. The five actors, Tom Hanks, Paul Giamatti, John Hanna, Lawrence Fishburne, Anthony Hopkins. Which has she not worked with? Ooh. Tom Hanks, Paul Giamatti, John Hanna, Lawrence Fishburne, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I just want to say, I'm sure John Hanna is so excited to be in that list. (laughs) (laughs) I love John Hanna Hanna so much. He's great. I'm torn between two. I'm going to go with Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins. You would be incorrect. Of course I am. (laughs) Kyle, any idea? Tom Hanks, Paul Giamatti, John Hanna, or Lawrence Fishburne? Who was the the actor we're trying to? Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. Oh, Gwyneth. Okay. Okay. Now, now my head's back in the game. I got I got caught on Michael Sheen because oh, <laughs> I'm sorry because I was like I was I was thinking of a different actor that was what was screwing me up. Mm. Uh, who was the guy that played Zod in Man of Steel? 
Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. So I was at, I thought I I heard Michael Sheen in my head. I went to Michael Shannon, and so gotcha. I was like, wait, he Michael Shannon wasn't in Frost Nixon. <laughs> oh wait, it's the other. Okay, got it. Totally right. different. Totally Gwen Paltrow and Tom Hanks. One of the Paul four? Giamatti, John Hanna, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, which was she not in a movie with? Which was she not with? Okay, and you said Anthony Hopkins. We already ruled out. out Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Don't tell him. <laughs> well, you that you, that ruled it out. you guessed it, and I told you you were <laughs> yeah. wrong. So, which one of those four has she not acted with? Um, I'm gonna say Lawrence Fishburne. You would be incorrect. That was gonna be my second guess too. So, all right, Tom Hanks was the answer on this round. Yeah. Oh. Can thought- either of you name? Who she? What movie she was in with Paul Giamatti? Directed by her brother in the year two thousand. Oh, oh, um, sideways. Nope. Oh no! It, it was. Was it that? Uh, oh, what was, it was that. Was it that karaoke movie? It was. Oh, it, yes, it was. Yes, yeah. with, the, with uh, yeah. Huey, Huey Lewis. With Huey was Lewis. In it. Yeah. <laughs> Duets. That's duets. duets. <laughs> Nobody gets a point for that one. Sly, uh, how about John Hanna? Gwyneth Paltrow and John Hanna. Sliding Doors? Sliding Doors. Yeah. Absolutely. What a great movie. Lawrence Fishburne. This is another JFK movie. Lawrence Fishburne and Gwyneth Paltrow in the film Contagion. Oh. Contagion. Steven Soderbergh's uh, perfect film for this time of of life. Last, uh, Anthony Hopkins. She was in the movie Proof with Anthony Hopkins. Uh. All right, jumping into round two, true or false? Um, let's see, Kyle, we'll kick off with you since we let, ended on uh, Ray on the last round. This is a this is jumping way way back. We'll see. This might be one that Ray needs to steal from you if you uh, if you struggle with this one. These two actors, true or false? Lon Chaney has acted with Lon Chaney Jr. True. You are correct. Technically, it's a bit part. Lon Chaney Jr. only was featured in The Trap from 1922. It was just his hands as a child that you saw. <laughs> but in fact, they were in that movie together. Hands. Hands uh, all right. That's right. Uh, uh, let's see. Ray, Kristen Stewart, and Vincent Cassell. Have they been, or I should say, Kristen Stewart and Vincent Cassell, Cassell have been in a movie together. True or false? False. You are incorrect. Of course, You're I am incorrect. Do you want to try? Do you want to try to get a point from that, Kyle, by naming the movie? Oh, I was going to say true. Oh, wait, you actually want the movie? <laughs> nice try, nice try. Um, well, I, I guess if I tell you it was twenty twenty, does that give you any hint? Wow, not many options. He's not, there. He's not in that the happiest season, is he? No, I saw that a little earlier in the there. year. A little okay. earlier in the year. Okay, no, I I don't got it. Underwater, the horror. Oh, movie. underwater! God, what a yes. terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Kyle, Whoopi Goldberg, and Bridget Fonda have been in a movie together. False. True or false? You are incorrect. Oh, interesting. Ray, Ray, they have been in a movie. Can you get a point by naming that movie? Was Bridget Fonda in Ghost? She was not in Ghost. 
I feel like, Kyle, this is a movie you should know. I don't know why. It just seems like a Kyle sort of movie. Well, see, there was, Whoopi Goldberg was not in Point of No Return. It is not, no. It is Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone! Brendan Bo- Fraser's <laughs> film, Monkey Bone. <laughs> I forgot both those actresses were in Monkey Bone. <laughs> okay, Ray, uh, up for you. Danny Glover and Crispin Glover have been in a film together. Ooh, True the, or false? The Glover Brothers. The Ooh. Glover Brothers. I'm going to say false. You are correct. They have not been in any films together. What movie could handle that much star power? <laughs> that would that would be a trip of a movie. <gasps> we need to get Donald to Glover it. in there, too. <laughs> right. What other Glovers can we include? You know, for a minute, I was thinking, was Crispin Glover in the Royal Tenenbaums? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if there was one, it could have been that one. He'd have yes. been in. Exactly. All right, Kyle, Javier Bardem, and Viola Davis. Uh, I'm going to say true. And what would it be, pray tell? That's a good question. I I see them on, on, in the same movie together, and I... It was directed by either a man or a woman. <laughs> you got that right. It was within the last 10 years. It was... Scraping <laughs> by! Um, 2010. Uh, I was out there. It's it was the oh shoot. It's the name. Um, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. It was not that. Okay. No. Now that I'm Ray, uh, do you want to try for it? The only thing I can think of, I don't think is the right answer. And that's no country for old men. That was definitely not it. No, it was eat, pray, love. Ah, okay. see, eat, I knew pray, it was love. one of those romantic. I'll tell you, that's another movie that is almost a JFK level. Sort wow. Of thing. Look at the cast. Julia Roberts saw a lot of people as she traveled <laughs> around the world. Let me tell you. All right. Uh, Ray, up for you. Meryl Streep and Owen Wilson. Ooh, I'm going. Ooh. Wow. I'm going to say true. <laughs> OK. And what would the movie be? <laughs> um, Sophie's Choice 2 <laughs> More choices <laughs> More choices Not another choice <laughs> I have no idea uh, Well you get a point for at least getting that Kyle can you get a point by naming the movie Meryl Streep and Owen Wilson Were in together I'm trying to think if she's done voiceover Like She wouldn't have, Like I, I know it wasn't a Cars Because I've seen all three of the Cars movies But like what else has Owen Wilson done? It's going to be something weird like Nomeo and Juliet or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, a, I know it's uh, an animated something, but I can't come up with it. It is fantastic, Mr. Fox. That is. Okay. Of course. Of course it is. All right. Kyle, Nicolas Cage, and Patrick Wilson have been in a movie together. True or false? As one career is going up and the other one's going down. Do they ever like cross over? Uh, I'm going to (laughs) say true. You are incorrect. They have not been in anything together. Okay. Seems like they would be an interesting pairing. I'd love to see that. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ray, last one for you. Kate Winslet and Tom Hanks have been in a movie together. True or false? I'm going to say false. (laughs) You are correct. They have not been in anything together. All right, moving on to round three, one, some, or none. Kyle, we're starting this round with you. Nicolas Cage and Meryl Streep, have they been in one movie together, some movies together, or no movies together? I'm going to say no movies together. Ooh, out of the gate, incorrect all the way. Ray, 
Uh, I want to say some, but I can only think of one for sure. Okay. Uh, adaptation. Adaptation. You get oh, a point yeah. for that. Adaptation. They've oh, also been in the Ant Bully together. Okay. Oh, I've actually seen that movie. <laughs> now, technically, this is a weird thing. Somebody actually made a movie called Final Cut, ladies and gentlemen, that is a love story that actually intercuts a, like a hundred different actors in it. Just about <laughs> like, I don't even know what the premises, but it just sounds like the most bonkers thing. Technically, they were in that, but I'm not counting it since it's just, it's, that it's seems like cut cheating. footage. Yeah, it's, it's cut footage from other That's films. a student project. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Ray, next up for you, Meryl Streep and Paul Dano. One, some, or none? I'm going to say none. You are correct. You got three points for that. Yay! Ooh, Kyle, Paul Dano, and Denzel Washington. One, some, or none. Well, Denzel was not in There Will Be Blood. <laughs> he was not. I'm going to say one. Oh, you're incorrect. Uh, Ray, would you like to get a point by stealing that from him? It's either some or none. None? <laughs> it is none. <laughs> it is none. They have not worked together. Seems like he would have been in like a bone collector or something as like a lab tech, you know, like as he's making his bones. That totally would make sense. Paul Daniel right? seems like that sort That's of That's kind of what I thought, but yeah, yeah. turns out no. I, 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 I get it. I hear you, man. Yeah. All right, Ray, Denzel Washington and Antonio Banderas. One, some, or none? Oh, I'm going to say one. Oh, are you? And what would that one be? Philadelphia. You are correct. Oh, nice. Yes. You got all three points for that one. Yes. He was Tom Hanks's uh, boyfriend. Mm -hmm. All right, Kyle, back to you. Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman. One, some, or none. Gary Oldman is such a chameleon. He could have been in all of them. I'm going to say one. Oh, are you? And what would that one be? I have no idea. <laughs> Ray, do you know it? it was, for, forgive me. It was An Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman, right? Correct. I haven't a clue. It was 2019. It was the laundromat. They were uh, laundering money. Uh, I'm not sure I've even heard of that one. I hadn't either. It was a trailer pick, I know, but uh, it was a bonkers, I think, straight to Netflix movie that I feel like Steven Soderbergh was producing or something. It was... Uh, Kind of a, yeah, an interesting looking one. I didn't, I didn't end up watching it though, but all right. Let's see. Where does that leave us? Ray, Gary Oldman, and Kathy Bates. One, some, or none? I'm going to say none. You are correct. You are killing it on this round. Kyle, how about you? Kathy Bates and Jack Nicholson, one summer none. Uh, well, I can think of one right at the top of my head. So, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say one, and that would be about Schmidt. You got it, correct. Yeah. That's infamous. All right, back because there's that some is... scenes that are just burned oh, in your head. Very true. Very true. All right, Ray, Jack Nicholson, and Michelle Pfeiffer, one some or none. Um. Oh man, you really should know this. Yeah. Um. And as, as the person who's losing this game, I tell you, you should know. <laughs> I'm going to say one. Okay. And I don't know what it is. I want it like. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you you're wrong. Okay. 
<laughs> and I'm going to throw it back to Kyle oh. now, so don't get oh, it. Well, it's I, there's going to be some, because I could think of one. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, the one I was thinking of that I thought Ray would know was Wolf. Uh, interesting that that's the one that you remember. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And you don't remember uh, the other one. I don't remember the other one because he was dead by you... the time she was in Batman Returns. Yeah, the, so. you know, the first thing that popped into my head was they were both in a Keaton Batman movie, but they were in separate ones. <laughs> yeah, no. They were in they're they're different simultaneous, ones. Different but not, ones. Uh, not overlapping. No, right. Um, the other one was The Witches of Eastwick. Uh, oh, yeah. Really surprised. <laughs> I that's forgot the one I she thought was in would that. be more remembered. Yeah. Yeah, it was her, Susan Sarandon, and who is the third witch? Cher? Cher, Cher that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, back to who's who's Kyle? it, Ray? Is it Kyle? No, it's Kyle. Yeah, it's Kyle. to me, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. All right. Michelle Pfeiffer and Nicolas Cage. One, some, or none. Oh, boy. I'm going to say none. You are correct. Yeah. Three points to you for that one. All right, gentlemen, we're down to the bonus round. This one is who has worked together more. So for this, we're just going to, I'm going to say uh, we've got three rounds here, and I'm going to call the, it's a director, and I will name two actors, and you tell me, uh, it's whoever whoever calls it out first gets the points for this one. Um, the first director is Alfred Hitchcock, and the two actors are James Stewart and Cary Grant. The same. Nice. You got it. It's the same. They both did four a piece. They both did four. That is correct. And then they were done. They they both did four. Trick question, Mr. Nelson. Trick question. All right. The next one, Martin Scorsese. Now we know he did a lot of films with Robert De Niro. I'm not putting him on the list because it's nine (laughs) films and nobody is. It's not fair up against anybody else. But what about Harvey Keitel and Leonardo Hmm. DiCaprio? DiCaprio. Yeah, I'd say Keitel. Kyle, you get it. He worked with Harvey Keitel on six films. Who's that knocking on my door? Mean Streets. Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Taxi Driver. The Last Temptation of Christ. And The Irishman. Leonardo DiCaprio only had five. Gangs of New York. The Aviator. The Departed. Shutter Island. And The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, last but not least, this is a different, a little shift here. It's going to be an actor that I'm going to name, and it's going to be two different uh, things that I throw out at you. And it still is who has worked together more. Samuel L. Jackson is who we're talking about. Who has Samuel L. Jackson worked with more, Quentin Tarantino or the MCU? Uh, MCU. MCU. Uh, Kyle, beat you by a hair there. How many times has Samuel L. Jackson worked with Tarantino versus the MCU? Let's see. I believe he's done seven Tarantino movies. I thought it was more. I thought it was. Because Tarantino's uh, done nine movies so far, right? Yeah. I was going to say five, but. Well, one of them technically is just an uncredited voiceover. Yeah. But it still counts. Right. They would be. It's six. Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill Volume 2. Inglorious uh, Bastards, yeah. Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight. I forgot about Kill Bill. Yeah. So he was in those six. As for the MCU, it is 
uh, what did I say? Eleven. Mm-hmm. Iron right. Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America: The First Avenger, The Avengers, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Avengers: Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Avengers: Endgame, Spider Man: Far From Home. He makes so many like tiny appearances in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just one of his pol- uh, like one of his Quentin Tarantino films. You know, like his screen time is. More than all of well, what yeah, he's done exactly. in because he the, signed a uh, nine-picture deal, so I, I knew instantly that yeah. it was already done more MCU stuff because Tarantino's only made nine movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for the game, fellas. Ray, you were doing really well for a while, but that bonus round, uh, Kyle took two of those what? from you and ended up beating you by four points, twenty-five Holy to twenty-one. Cow. Well, it was a good I'm game. I'm shocked by this. It was fun. It was and a I, lot and of I fun. I apologize to everyone who was screaming at me. I was like, <laughs> "Why don't you know that?" You know, Steve was. Steve, Steve yes, <laughs> absolutely. Right. I'm sure I'll have an angry Discord message when I get <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that's it for this uh, this round of the collaboration game. I'll be back to this uh, next time I'm on. So it's a it's a fun one. Thanks for playing, gents. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for your, all your hard work. I know how hard it is putting these games. Thanks together. for it's, making yeah, me feel dumb. Fun, hey, that's <laughs> 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 no, it just shows how much other things we have to watch. Right. right. There's so much out there. So much out there. And he's a teacher. That's right. That's what I'm here for. Thank you, Sensei. Young Padawans. Young Padawans. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, I guess that's it. So let's jump into our lists. We are, uh, yeah. this week, Underworld Evolution was uh, the show that we talked about, uh, the movie we talked about on our show. And we put the list to the uh, our, our listeners over in Discord on the Show Talk channel. And, uh, you know, we had some interesting options, but uh, people really... Really, 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 really liked this option. The options were gruesomely awesome deaths, mysterious fathers, and supernatural creatures in modern settings. Gruesomely unnatural deaths. You knew people were going to go for that <laughs> yeah. one. That was that one by uh, by a long shot. So we are here yeah. to talk about movies with gruesomely awesome deaths. I love it. Now, we had a few people throw some rules at us. Yeah. Uh, ben Lott. Not from horror films. Yeah, he said, I would love it if every participant could, would, could come up with at least one that is not from a horror film. And then Nick Langdon, of course, said James Bond and Indiana Jones films are easy, non-horror source of gruesome deaths. So how about leaving those off as well? Challenge accepted, gents. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. And Kyle, you stinker, you get to go first because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I originally had, I had on my list. I will admit I had uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade uh, on my mm. list because I thought people would go obviously for the Raiders one, but uh, you know the uh, um, you have chosen poorly. Death is a pretty good one, <laughs> but that is not what I chose. Instead, we're going back to as we mentioned him already, Mister Quentin Tarantino. Uh, it's bad enough when uh, you. Uh, have to uh, face one of your best friends in a duel, but when then she uh, has to fight you in the snow and then she chops the top of your head off and then you get the snow falling on your exposed brain, man it's a bad time for Oren Ishii in <laughs> Kill Bill Volume 1 from 2003. Great pick. Nice. That's a great one. I love... It's also interesting movies, that yeah. uh, I, I, as I was doing research for this I found out that uh, she says uh, our duel would only last I could. I would kill you in less than five minutes, and the entire duel takes four minutes and fifty nine seconds. <laughs> that is awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. Which is interesting because cool? the way that they time that out, it, it takes like there's so much patience in it with like yeah. the 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 way that that little fountain is pouring water and everything. Like they really take their time with it. By the time all of that starts, so it's uh, interesting. Very interesting. Cool. 
All right. Um, I guess I'm up second. I'm the next one. So I'm going to pick. I was I was torn because gruesomely awesome deaths. So it's not just gruesome deaths. So I was like, okay, it's mm-hmm. not movies that it's like, wow, that was disgusting, and I'm I'm in terror because I'm watching like something really horrifying in like a, a great horror film or something like that. But I'm like, it has to be. Like, I have to have that element of enjoyment with either the horror film or action film or whatever it is that gives me that sense of, oh, this is that was so gross. And it's, you know, that sort of thing. So I struggled for a little bit, but I ended up going with uh, for my first pick. I'm going with uh, the original A Nightmare on Elm Street film. Mm. And it's when Glenn, played by Johnny Depp. Uh, gets killed, he falls asleep, and uh, it's one of those films that I think because um, Freddy Krueger is just, I mean, he's always cracking jokes and everything, I feel like (laughs) the deaths in those movies kind of turned into what we got in like the the Saw films and stuff. It's like, let's see how we can kick it up a notch. And especially as that franchise continued. But when Glenn died, it was it was gruesome and it was awesome. And as a as a young horror fan, I just was totally in love with the way they did it, where he basically gets like kind of killed and like almost like crushed and sucked into the bed and then turns into like this geyser of blood that's just like shooting (laughs) out of the bed and just flooding the ceiling full of blood in the most illogical of ways. But I loved it. It was uh, glorious in all its disgustingness, and uh, that's my first pick, Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. So iconic. Yes, yes. All right. Well, Ben, this is my one non-horror pick. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Because uh, there are just way too many good picks in horror movies, but um, my one non-horror pick is from a comedy action movie. And uh, it this the scene in particular features uh, a gentleman who's trying to expose a plot and help the police. And as he's waiting to talk to the police sergeant, he's standing uh, at the base of a church and someone pushes a piece of the church off the roof and it crushes his head. I'm. Of course, talking about the character of Tim Messenger in Hot Fuzz. And that's a steal. <laughs> such such a bloody good one. I had that go as well. That's, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, we've talked about that on the show, so I didn't have it on my list. But uh, it's an absolutely brilliant one. All right, Kyle, back to you. Okay, uh, so I have a, a particularly good death in not a particularly good movie. Uh, so as as many know, as a, the host, one of the co-hosts of uh, Marvel Movie Minute, I'm a big fan of comic book movies. I saw this comic book movie, did not like it, but really like this last one thing. So um, it's bad enough. Usually you have the confrontation at the end of the film where you have the the hero and then the villain and face off. And then it's always a explosion of violence. And then the hero things. But in this one, the hero decides to go a little bit further than that and not just end them, but actually punish him as well. So from the Punisher 2004, uh, I'm going with the death of Howard Saint because uh, John Travolta uh, is strapped to the chained to the back of a car and the car is then driven through a car lot where the car lot is filled with uh, bombs placed on the cars and he explodes them one by one as the bot is he's being dragged through it. So it is a pretty memorable and I would say pretty gruesome death. Yes. Jeez. I need to rewatch that one. 
<laughs> just watch that part. Just get to the so, so, you can skip most of the stuff at the beginning. Find the clip just on YouTube. Right is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Inevitably. And that's one thing I learned searching for this is that there are a lot of people who love like doing gruesome death cuts on on YouTube of like 10 oh, top yes. gruesome deaths. It's like there's a lot of those videos out there. So inevitably that's out there, too. We love the goreheads. Ah, yes, there's some fun ones. For my next one, I am, I I feel like this had to have been uh, picked on on a list. And I just, I swear, I keep typing it in and it's like nobody's picked it. And I'm like, somebody had to have picked this at some point. But obviously it's been a while. It's not in the system. But I'm going to do it. This is definitely my non-horror. It is Pulp Fiction. When Marvin gets shot in the face, oh, yeah. that man, is, I just shot Marvin in the face. That was gruesome, <laughs> very, very gruesome, and it was so much fun. And in all of its just disgustingness, and the fact that they had to clean it up, and the wolf was there helping them, and it, just like everything, the way that that played out, that was like the one Quentin Tarantino film where Quentin Tarantino, as the actor, didn't bother me at all. He was like fine as the as the house they stop at to do all the cleanup and everything. I just love that whole. Bit. So Pulp Fiction Agreed. with Marvin getting shot in the face. That is my second gruesomely awesome death. <laughs> I just saw this as a D&D meme recently. Uh, this is like, okay, what do you want to do? I'm going to turn around and ask him uh, what was going on there. All right. And he, and he rolls a one. And the next thing you see is them covered in blood. <laughs> just, just the way Travolta delivers that line. Oh, man, I shot yeah. Marvin in the face. Is, yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up real bad every time. Oh, so good. All, All right, right, Ray, second pick. So my second pick is from the 10th installment of a horror franchise. Wow. It... <laughs> All right. <laughs> if I believed in guilty pleasures, this would be one for me. It's from the film Jason X. Oh. And Jason is frozen. And 400 years in the future, a team of scientists finds him and thaws him out, uh, you know, because people do that. And inevitably, Jason comes to when he's lying on the surgical table and there's a woman with her back turned to him and she's getting ready to check him. And in one of the best kill moments in cinematic history, in my humble opinion, he sneaks up behind her, grabs her head, forces it down into a basin of liquid nitrogen so that her head freezes and then smashes it off the table where it just explodes into bloody icy chunks. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Fun with uh, liquid nitrogen. Yeah. Awesome. I remember that that movie has has some good moments uh one of my favorite things is when uh, jason pushes past somebody on the spaceship uh and the guy thinks he's safe and he, he says it's okay guys he just wanted his machete back <laughs> <laughs> and then of course he turns around and shows why he wanted his machete right. back oh, <laughs> that, movie, that movie has a weird but fun sense of humor <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right final round gentlemen what okay. is your top pick, Kyle? So in an action-adventure movie, uh, usually you when you see a, a death happen like this, it's usually justified in some way. The bad guys get it. You know, but every once in a while, a death will come for a, for a character who had really nothing going on. Like they were not particularly evil or wrong or bad. Uh, and you just have to kind of go, what? 
did the, this actor do on the set that they were so horribly punished on screen? Uh, so I'm going to uh, Jurassic World, uh, the death of Zaya, because uh, for some reason the nanny gets it the worst, and I don't oh, know yeah. why. So she's lifted off the ground by pterodons, uh, thrown for <laughs> and then thrown into the water. It go, the 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 dinosaur then dri- dives in after her and pulls her out. And then that dinosaur is then eaten by the Moasaur. <laughs> like, she got it worse than anybody in the entire franchise, and for what? Yeah, like, she wasn't even a character that we had time to hate ever. No. Like, that the, the only so thing, strange, the only yeah. sin in the movie was she was mildly inattentive to the kids, like, playing on the phone. Ugh. So okay. weird. That was a strange one. Yeah. I love yeah. that one. That's a good one. Uh, that was a film board. That was a, yeah, an interesting uh, uh, new direction for that franchise. We'll see where yeah. they go with the next one. Yeah, the we'll see where theoretical they last one. Who knows? Yeah. Dominion. For my final pick, I am jumping to, actually, it's also not a horror film. In fact, some might call it a drama. Some might call it a really boring drama. Um, it's <laughs> it's a film that, uh, I don't know, I I saw once and I was pretty okay with it. I don't think I remember a whole lot about it other than kind of the premise of the story. But a few years ago, there was a, well, actually, I think might have just been last year, like a meme started playing the death scene of this particular character because of how absurdly comical it is. And it was a tweet that came out, I think, last April, April 2019, and it just shows we've we, I, I think we're about 15 minutes into the movie, but we have in this particular clip, it's about a minute and a half. And it's these characters as they're saying goodbye to each other. It's Brad Pitt and Claire Forlani. And they've kind of fallen in love, but they're oh. not quite <laughs> sure. And they're parting ways. And she walks away and he walks away. And then she turns and stops and she's like, oh, I should go back. But she doesn't, and she turns back just in time to miss him turning and looking, oh, I should go back, and and then he doesn't, and he starts walking away again, and then she pauses, and literally (laughs) keeps going. She stops and turns, (laughs) and then she keeps going, and then he stops and turns. And, and then he keeps going and then she stops and turns and he and she keeps going in by this. And then she turns around the corner and leaves. And then by this point, he's in the middle of the road and he stops and he's like, oh, I'm going to go back. And then he gets hit by a car and he gets bounced off of this car and he gets hit by a taxi going the other direction. And he gets bounced off this one. And honestly, in the context of the film, it probably isn't as funny. But when you're just watching this minute and a half clip. And especially when it's like the loop version and you just see him bouncing back and forth between these two cars. It's absurd and gruesome. It's not that gruesome. It's not bloody or anything, but it's it's just like the concept of being hit and bounced across by two cars. It's kind of gruesome. So I picked that as my top one. It's from Meet Joe Black. Mm-hmm. 98, I believe. So uh, that's my final pick. Because <laughs> he's not only really dead, he's really quite sincerely yeah, dead. Really, truly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've ever seen that movie in the theaters, and and the audience laughed at that too because it's so <laughs> it's ridiculously absurd. over the top and so badly rendered. Yeah. Like it's well, bad special effects and a weird timing. And what's funny about that is, and actually, I'll put this link in the show notes. I've actually found an article about this, about how. How they actually made like a like a dummy of Brad that they they actually like modeled off of his body and they dressed it and they actually it sounds like they actually had this physically bouncing back and forth like between the vehicles like they actually did this and there was some CG work that they had to do but largely it was still 
just like this dummy that was bouncing around. So that's what's even funnier is it's like done in such a way where it doesn't even look real, even though it's a physical yeah. dummy. So oh. I, I believe I remember at the end of it, I believe that they even goes to a slow fade to black. Like, it's not even like, boom, 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 he's dead. And then we're off to well, the next thing. It's like, right, it's like you just see the fronts of the cars because he's off screen and it slowly fades it's because, to black before it goes to the because, next scene. Well, it's because he's dying and then when he comes back, now he's death, right? Or death yeah. takes his face and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because it's the death takes a holiday remake is basically yeah. what it is. So, all right. That's my final pick. Meet Joe Black. Ray, finish us off. Okay, so never mention this movie in my presence because it's one of my all-time favorites and you will never get me to shut up about it. I've mentioned it on the Saturday matinee before, but never for the list. (laughs) So (laughs) I am taking a death from one of my all-time favorite movies that no one else seems to like, and that is 1982's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. (laughs) And so in the movie, the movie revolves around this plot with some things up with this company, Silver Shamrock, that makes these Halloween masks. And so Tom Atkins and this girl go to try to figure out the mystery what's behind these masks and one woman that they meet named Marge Gutman is staying in the same hotel and as she's handling one of the masks the seal or the logo company logo falls off of the mask and behind it is revealed to be some kind of chip and she starts playing with it with a hairpin And all of a sudden, this beam shoots out of it, hits her in the face. And the next time we see her, the bottom half of her face is missing, exposing her her, uh, skull, her teeth. And these insects just start to crawl out. And (laughs) yeah, it is a lot of fun. That's a good one. (laughs) I need to rewatch that one. I really enjoy it. Excellent. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. All right. That's it for our lists, gents. Good, good. So some gruesome deaths. Did you have any backups, either of you? Any any backups you want to give shout outs to? Um, I had a backup uh, for a non-horror casino whenever Nikki and his brother Dominic are beaten to, beaten to within an inch of their lives with a baseball bat and then buried alive. Oh. But mm, right. uh, it's interesting that in our list, we came with a Tarantino twice, uh, but never mentioned really the master of disaster. And that would be Paul Verhoeven, uh, because <laughs> sure. the two on my list would be Robocop, yep. which is death by toxic waste and then vehicular right. manslaughter. Not to mention the, uh, the shooting death of, of Murphy at the beginning. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Total Recall, you know, spike to the ear. Mm. Oh, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had RoboCop as a backup. I also had Deadly Friend. Uh, yeah, I was tempted to do a couple of Wes Cravens. Uh, Deadly Friend, because there's the scene with, um, uh, what's her name? Anne, I can't remember, the throw mom from the train, Goonies. Mm. Uh, I'm yeah, blanking right, on her right. name. But um, she's in it, and the Deadly Friend takes a basketball and throws it at her and hits her in the head, and it explodes her head because, you know, she's a robot, <laughs> and she throws it with such force <laughs> that it blows her head clean off. Nice. Uh, and then her body flips around for a minute. So, uh, uh, that one, and then Cube Zero. I didn't have time to watch it, but I watched a death scene where a person's like skin basically like melts off their body, and it's 
horrifying. And so it mm. it kind of actually made me want to watch it because it certainly was a gruesomely awesome death. So nice. And I'd like to say of the Uber game that was being played that I won because I did no horror movies. Mm. Nice. Well, aren't you special? <laughs> I am. That's a double winner. I won the game and I won the, the meta game. You sure did. All right. What are we going to do next week? Next week, we're going to be talking about Underworld Rise of the Lycans, the third in the Underworld franchise. It is the flashback movie where we jump back in time and we see the Lycans revolt. Uh, they are, of course, the vampire's slaves and they revolt. And uh, led by uh, Lucian, they go on the rampage and start the war that has lasted centuries. So... What shall we talk about? Any uh, any interesting ideas from uh, from that particular film? I like the idea of fake history. Oh yeah, mm. that's fun. Okay, that's a good one. I like fake history too. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Any interesting? <laughs> I look at the list, and, and while I am interested in ninja throwing star adjacent weapons, uh, <laughs> I think uh, the, the more interesting uh, thing that we could get for the lists would be the Romeo and Juliet-esque stories. Yes, I, th- I find that to be uh, pretty interesting. And last but not least, I was thinking Slave Revolts. I thought that could be a kind yeah. of a fun mm-hmm. one. Good one. Fun. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll deal with the world of well, slavery. We all have fun in our own ways. Well, they're revolting, so it is fun. It, it can be. Sure. All right. That's what we'll do. Fake history, Romeo and Juliet-esque stories, and slave revolts. So we'll get that list up in our Show Talk channel over in Discord. Hey, Andy, I want to vote in next week's challenge. How, how would I go about doing that? Thanks for asking, Kyle. If you want to vote in next week's list challenge, it is simple. You just head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community, and you can lend your vote to the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. How do you get access to the Show Channel Talk, you ask? All you have to do is head over to thenextreel.com slash membership, and you can become a supporter of the Next Reel family of podcasts. For just a dollar a month, you can become a one reeler and join our online community and our Discord server. For a few dollars more per month, you can become a two reeler supporter, and you can join us for show live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, and access to the super secret members channel in Discord. Plus, you can now support us with a single annual donation at either level. Well, gents, thank you so much. It was a pleasure chatting with you this uh, fine Saturday morning. Oh, the pleasure was all on this side of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm off to go watch the prom. Hey, all right. Well, everybody, thanks to all of you who have joined us and to those of you who are just checking us out. Your support allows us to keep producing and growing the Next Real Family podcast at True Story FM. Until next week, uh, have a great rest of your Saturday and your weekend. Thank you, everybody. Enough said. Bye. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, 
try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. 